3: You're listening to the Sans Pants Network
2: Home of (laughs) comedy Culture
4: (laughs) Adventures
1: And ghosts
4: This is News Fighters Where we fight the news so you don't have to With Dylan Behan
0: Yes, hello everyone, welcome to News Fighters I'm your host Dylan Bain, the Richard Marles of news comedy whoever that is. Yes, I'm on break at the moment. I'm currently working out uh, how I'm going to live without uh, Scott Morrison to take the piss out of as Prime Minister, as I've done almost every week for the last three years on this show. I don't know what I'm going to do, to be honest. So yes, I'm back and I'm playing some uh, classic moments and uh, repeat packages and best ofs of some things you you might have missed over the last few years, especially if you're a A new listener and uh, now I'm recording this after the election results and looking back, uh, one of Scott Morrison's big themes was who is Anthony Albanese? Who is this guy? That's what Australians are asking. Had, he's had three years to tell them who he is. And it was a question that clearly resonated with the community because when the TV stations went out to Vox Pop people, they didn't have a clue who Anthony Albanese was.
1: Do you know who this man is?
0: Not a clue. <laughs> <laughs> Not a clue.
1: No kind of inkling of who he might be? No, no idea.
0: Yes, I know him, but I can't remember his name. <laughs> yeah, that's the um, Labour leader.
1: Okay, name? Blank. He, they're all white old men. <laughs> we don't know an awful lot other him.
0: He's an unknown.
1: Don't know him that well.
0: What about Anthony Albanese?
1: I have no idea who that is,
2: like at all.
0: What about Anthony Albanese? What do you think of him? Well, he doesn't get any media coverage at all, so we don't know what he thinks.
2: I don't know. I don't know who the other man is that we might be voting for, apart from Scott Moe.
0: And he is hoping that now he's our Prime Minister, maybe they've heard of him. Anyways, I thought I'd take this opportunity to replay a classic segment from June 2019 when Anthony Albanese became head of the Labour Party and opposition leader. Now, at the time, I was very cynical about Anthony Albanese's chances. I... Didn't think he uh, had much of a chance in 2022, as you'll hear. Now, it's a very interesting time capsule. Of course, 2019 was before the pandemic, before the Black Summer bushfires, and before all the recent floods. And it was right after daggy dad Scott Morrison had trounced Bill Shorten and the Labor Party in the polls. So with that context in mind, let's go back to 2019 and ask, who is Anthony Albanese? Back to Labor, and of course, the only political news that's been tiding us over since the election has been the race for the Labor leadership. First up, Tanya Plibersek decided not to stand at all. But now is not my time, she's declared in a written statement. Yes, not her time. I think Tanya, like a lot of people looked at the election results and went, hmm, maybe 2025 will be my time to lead Labor out of opposition. Anyway, so the next cab off the ranks to lead the Labor Party was former Shadow Treasurer Chris Bowen. I will run for the leadership of the Australian Labor Party. But it was short-lived, and less than 24 hours later, Bowen pulled out.
3: Chris Bowen has abruptly withdrawn, just a day after declaring he'd run. So I've reached the
0: view that it would be... Unlikely for me to win the ballot, making Bowen's run one of the shortest political campaigns since rugby league star Mal Meninga in 2001. Melmaninga Meninga, good morning. Good morning, Chris.
1: Why are you standing? Oh, a
0: number of reasons. Um,
3: I guess throughout my sporting career, I've had the the urge to do community work, and I think I've you know I've really worked hard on that aspect. Uh, my 16 years in Canberra, and the thing about that is that I was, I guess, a public figure, and I was put on it as a. As, on the podium where I was just a person out there making sure that I was
0: um (laughs) I'm buggered I'm sorry that's all right so with Plibersek and Bowen gone the poison chalice became Anthony Albanese's for the savouring and Albo made his policy principles clear from the beginning how does an Albo-led Labour Party differ from a Shorten-led one
3: Well, for a
0: start, I'm I'm hoping we are successful at the next election. Well, that's a good place to start, at least. Uh, Albo also outlines some other differences. But I also say this to Scott Morrison, I'm not Tony Abbott. Yes, very true, because Tony Abbott fought hard, played dirty and actually won an election. Anyways, I hate to say it, Albo actually sounds like he may have achieved everything he wanted to already.
3: My whole life is an example of how in this country of opportunity you can go from very humble beginnings, the son of a, a single mum growing up in council housing in Camperdown to be the Deputy Prime Minister of Australia.
0: Yes, Nodi didn't say future Prime Minister there. Very interesting. Anyways, at his inaugural press conference, he did say one thing that I think won't win him any votes in Queensland.
3: I am a progressive.
0: I also think this statement sounds slightly out of touch.
3: People do aspire for a better life. But in the land of the fair go, they aspire to more than things for themselves.
0: No, no they don't. Look at the election results. Anyways, with the election campaign finally over, Albo decided this was the perfect time to finally defend some of Labor's record.
3: We avoided recession in 2009 under Labor. When it comes to debt to GDP, The fact is that the Coalition has given us four worst years on record. The key to growing the economy is investing in infrastructure and investing in people, through education and skills.
0: Yes, where was this during the election campaign? All I remember coming from Labor was this. Now, it's not illegal, it's not immoral, it's the law. Now, it's not illegal, it's not immoral. It's not illegal, it's not immoral. Like, it's not illegal, but it's a gift. Yeah, a three-year gift to the Coalition, it seems. But anyways, now on to Albo himself. Now, if you're asking who is Anthony Albanese, it turns out he's just like every other painfully pretentious Gen Xer in Sydney's inner West. He claims he saw Nirvana before you. Coming up as Nirvana, who
3: I got to see what was then this uh, obscure band, but there was a real buzz about them, at the first ever big day out.
0: Yes, and speaking of bragging, he quoted British folk singer Billy Bragg at his inaugural press conference. But as Billy Bragg said,
3: not everything that counts can be counted.
0: Hey, Alba, while you're quoting Billy Bragg, maybe this lyric sums up the polls. While we're at it, it turns out that song also sums up what Labour should do with its policy platform. Let's break it down and start again. Still, as painful as it is having a leader who brags about his love of 80s and 90s alternative music, it's still way better than having a Prime Minister who only knows the lyrics to one song. And, and you should shake it off. It takes a long time to shake off to shake it off. Now the Labour Party may want to shake that off. Anyways, back to Albo and going back through the archives, I managed to find a nice collection of sound bites that I think perfectly sums up his principles and policies.
3: Hold the front page. Albo likes a beer after work. I like fighting Tories. That's what I do. Well, I think that's one of my big achievements in politics. Getting Penny Wong
0: to sing. Melbourne's better than Sydney. <laughs>
3: I'm pretty hopeless, to be frank.
0: In terms of his personal life, Albanese is recently separated and it sounds like he, he might be on the prowl.
3: Given I haven't slept in the same bed any two nights for, in a row for the last few weeks, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Turn the cameras off! No, cameras off. And, and, and be by myself every single fucking one of
0: them. He doesn't hold back attacking right-wingers like when he said this about Milo Yiannopoulos. The bloke's a tool. when he was fresh to parliament in 1998, laying in hard into Prime Minister John Howard.
3: In John Howard, here also is a man, small in every sense. <laughs> this is a smallness of mind, a meanness with breathtaking scope. <laughs> Here's a man who lived at home till he was 32. Well, you can imagine what he was like. Here were young Australians demonstrating against the Vietnam War, listening to the doors, driving their tie-dyed combi vans. And what was John Howard doing? He was at home with Mum, wearing his shorts and long white socks, listening to Pat Boone albums, and waiting for the Saturday night church dance.
0: But amazingly, if there was one thing Albo hated most about Prime Minister John Howard, it was how he snubbed the Spice Girls.
3: But remember when the Spice Girls came to Australia at the beginning of the year? He couldn't resist telling the youth of Australia that he thought they were infantile and stupid, and therefore to be inappropriate. To meet
0: these people. Yeah, John Howard, taking is too easy, but that's the way it is. Anyways, so stepping up to be Labour leader after Bill Shorten's five and a half years at the top is a big job for Anthony Albanese. But we can see he's already trying to match Shorten's eloquence and way with words.
3: Yeah, they, they, they've, they've really struggled. They have really struggled. I mean, this is. This is you know, like going down to the local uh, cafeteria there, there, and often you get, you know, the first term was, you know, the day one chicken, it's fresh and the Abbott team was fresh and they were up for the job. The second day, it's a little bit, you know, a little bit staler, as happens, still sitting there uh, being offered maybe at a cheaper price. Uh, this is term three like day three of the chicken in the cafeteria, but they've had to turn it into a casserole and pretend that it's new. You know, this is a team
0: that is stale. Yes, and I think I speak for a lot of Australia when I say, when do those 10 year 2025 bumper stickers start going on sale?
5: and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host.
0: Yes, what a look back to 2019 there and hard to believe that uh, my predictions of tenure 2025 were completely wrong. Or were they? (laughs) Anyways, uh, thanks for listening. Newsfighters uh, is on break for a little while while I uh, take a break. But in the meantime, if you'd like to uh, uh, support the show, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com uh, slash newsfighters. Or if you want to listen to all our past episodes ad-free um, and all our bonus episodes, including my election night recap, where I sum up why I think the... 2022 result was quite a surprise I thought it would actually be a repeat of 2004 uh, then sign up to our Patreon for all those bonus episodes uh, that's at patreon.com slash newsfighters and uh, don't forget you can go on our YouTube and watch all our episodes including that Albo segment uh, and all our uh, big election night coverage which wound up being our uh, biggest episode in 18 months uh, our election night uh, episode in terms of our podcast downloads so yeah check out our debate recaps, our election night wrap. Um, and all that stuff. And uh, tell your friends. Uh, sign up for our newsletter at newsfighters.com. Follow us on social media at newsfighterspod. And keep fighting, and bye for now.
4: This is Newsfighters, where we fight the news so
2: you don't have to.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods,